two, three. Hi there. Today I'm with uh, Sarah Murad. Yes. Am I saying it this time yes. correctly? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Finally. <laughs> uh, so first of all, you start. You're a serial entrepreneur. You've started two businesses, if I'm correct. Yes, I have. Yes. Wonderful. And you're also a graduate from the University of Bahrain. No. No. <laughs> Which university are you graduated then? I graduated from AME International okay. University here. International in University of Bahrain is what it says on LinkedIn, by the way. AMA International University. I promise you, oh, check your LinkedIn profile because <laughs> I just copied and pasted <laughs> it this way. Because it also says you have a degree in the field of study, business, administration, and management yes, in yes, general. Yes, yes. So how did you find the degree? Uh, I was like really young, so it was like the most standard un university degree, especially in the Middle East. Okay. Getting to business or banking or finance, you know. Okay. That was. That was the way to go back then. Okay. And that was the only option, and I was young. I didn't know. So, so you're saying you regret that you took that degree? Earlier years, I thought I regretted it, but mm -hmm. the way things are turning out, I don't think so. I regret anything. Okay. So what what, what kind of skills did you learn from that course? <laughs> you're not sure. <laughs> did you even show up to class? That's the question. <laughs> there That's the question. There we go. You're too busy. You're too busy. I was too busy playing sports back then. Okay. So what's your sports that you like playing? Football. Football. Football, yes. American football? No. When you say football, it's football. So soccer? Yes. Oh, no, football. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what is the situation here in Bahrain? Is it like mixed group or is it like mixed uh, sex or is it like uh, gender specific? Well, there are mixed groups. There in are, football? But, in football, but it's very, very rare. I'd imagine very it's very rare. competitive. It's actually really nice to, to have a mixed group. Okay. Uh, I play every week with a group of uh, friends of mine. Okay. Um, we try to get more girls to play in, okay. but it's not that easy. Well, I'd imagine so. It's yeah, so, so sometimes, I hate to admit, but you know, and when I book a pitch that has 14 people, sometimes I end up with just four girls or three girls, and okay. the rest are guys. It's that difficult to get girls to play. Really? Yes, but okay. I have played with full girls. Uh, you started your first job as a financial advisor for legal and general? Yes, they were in Bahrain. Okay. Um, they were in partnership with a local bank, okay. the United Bank. Okay. They were here. Um, so. Explain that to me. So you finished your course at university. Yes. And then how did you end up there? By part-time. Okay. And then I came across the people. And once I graduated from university, that's when I went to hunt for a proper job. Okay. You know, like a full-time job. So okay. that's when I came across this and other opportunities as well. What would you tell people who are currently in university at trying to get a good gig? Are you telling them, hey, you know what, you should go and as first year, year one, uh, you should focus on trying to get yourself some sort of side gig in order to get into the firm that they might be interested in or how would they go about that? To not jump directly into anything. Okay, I mean, that's really interesting. Yes, I mean, it is good that you will get a job, but sometimes um, what I've noticed is that once you get into a field, sure, sometimes you get stuck to it. But you're saying it's difficult to leapfrog from financial sector to, let's say, office manager or no, no. operations or Career whatever. Career change. Oh, okay. So if you want to be, for example, I don't know, uh, you're, you're doing accountancy and suddenly you want to be a nurse. Yeah. That'll be very difficult. Be very and of difficult. course, you'd have to have the degrees necessary yes. to be a nurse. Yes. Oh, say, for example, um, you want to become a hotelier. Okay. You want to apply. So say you worked so hard and you became like a supervisor or a manager in a particular field. Mm -hmm. And you, because you think that you've learned so much and you want to become, say, for example, a manager in a restaurant, mm -hmm. you can't. 
Okay. You can't. So you're saying that a lot of people would have to hide that stuff on their CV in order to even consider to get that job. Just not included into their CV. I mean, you're not hiding it if you're not including yeah, it. Yeah, or changing your words or something. Yeah. So there's a lot of things. Okay. And then you were also a sales supervisor. Yes. And at Lia Life? Okay. The same group just got promoted to being a sales supervisor. Okay. And so what does a sales supervisor do in the Middle East? Having a bunch of financial advisors under them. So my job as a sales supervisor to make sure that they all perform. Let me ask you this then. What would be the targets associated to that position? I'm sure you have every month targets to hit. Yeah, yeah. And so what kind of targets would that be? Would that be like getting X amount of people to sign up for accounts or X amount of, of transactions? What, what were you looking for? To sign up. For sign up? For sign ups, yes. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, I, I can imagine it's pretty difficult in Bahrain considering that uh, the, the, the population is so small. So you're very competitive trying to get that sign up because it's not like there's another person coming in or whatever you know you're always competing and in, in, in trying to take someone else's uh, customer out from the from underlining it's true and and how would you go about it would it just be marketing cold calling cold emailing there's cold calling there's okay. just randomly talking to people and not talking about your product at all oh okay that's very interesting yeah so you're trying to establish a rapport with the customer and then you, yes. you try to then sell them on whatever yes. item. The last thing you do is the selling part. Okay. That's the last thing, I, at least for me. That's okay. the last thing I ever did. Okay. Because, you know, people want someone to listen. Okay. Okay, so when you listen, you know, you hear things. And when you hear, you automatically become heard. Uh, but every market is different, right? Yes, and there's yes. different acquisitions on that market, right? Yes. And so if I look at it from a perspective of the UK, uh, there isn't a lot of rapport building, yeah. especially on items like this, just because the market is so large, you've got, you're talking about like 80 million people where, where you are just, hey, you know what, we can offer you this service better or worse, blah, blah, blah. That's Thank it. you very much yes. and get going, right? And so they have a quota of how many phone calls they have to do or emails or responses or whatever That's true. per month, which I don't think is as applicable in the Middle East because here, as you mentioned, is more about building like that rapport. Again, that building rapport is, was my, uh, yeah, my... Your specification. Was my spe specific method. Mm. Different people have different ways. Sure. So some people will do is research the whole market, sure. find out what they're good at and what makes them different, just focus on that, that's it. Mm. But my method was more of getting to know the person. So, so when did you know it was time to move on from this gig? I moved on from that after I got an opportunity to do something a little bit different. Um, because I felt like I was reaching to a point where it was getting Difficult. too repetitive for me. Okay. So I, I always like to learn something different. Okay. Like, okay, I knew, I know my products now. I want to learn something different. Okay. So then I got an opportunity to get into investments. The easiest way to directly get into a better position, into a more interesting field is the network you have. Yes. And I, I find that a lot of people just don't really understand that concept or maybe they're a little too worried that people won't like them or they're worried about whatever. But I, I feel like that's time and time again that I see that, that, that what makes a person, you know, being stuck in that same position for 10 years or somebody who's changing every two years is how often they're actually out there. Yes. And how would you advise people to do, uh, go about that? How would you advise people, hey, you know, this is the best ways of networking? There's, there's many ways, but um, at least I can talk about. <laughs> of course, there's I know. many ways. Yeah, there's many ways. <laughs> but how would you apply it? Like, what um, would you do? What, what, what I have, I'll, I'll speak about what I have done. Exactly. 
you never know who you come across with. We talked about this. Sir, we talked about this earlier, but of okay, course, right. people <laughs> never known that. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mentioned like my friend um, like runs this restaurant. Um, so what we do is like whenever you know when you don't have a place to go, but you just want to go out, so automatically click. Oh, let's go to this person's place and just chill. Mm. So we go there, and he happens to know a lot of people that are coming, just having food. It's as simple like as simple as when someone comes in, smile like. Just smile, hello, hi, and then that's it. Some people are very receptive, and they say hi back. So let's let's do a let's do a hypothetical, yes. right? For the people listening. So you're 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 at a restaurant. You're sitting down. It's maybe empty. You see someone else walking in. Yeah. You look at them. You say hi. Yeah. What's step two? Normally, normally my friends do that. Okay. Okay. Let's say, for example, if it's a girl or something, yeah, I don't mind doing it. Um, if it's a guy, usually my friends do that. They're like, okay. oh hi, how are you? You know, is it your first time here? Okay. You know, is it your first? I'm like, no, I come here often. I'm like, oh, what's your favorite food? Okay. You know, uh, goes like, oh, the steak. I was okay. like, ah, oh, I have something better. Sit down. I'll okay. get it for you. Okay. That's step one. <laughs> <laughs> I would run out through the front door. Really? <laughs> I'm not a man for confrontation. Really? And yeah. I would be like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> I, you could you would see my you'd see like in a cartoon where you see like the dust cloud. Really? <laughs> yeah. Boom. I just be gone. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes if it's with a huge group of people, it gets easier. Yeah. You know, when I have a huge group of people, and then one of their friends come. Sure. And uh, obviously, will not let them go sit. I'm like, oh no, come, come, join us. Sure. And I start talking with this person. Sure. And depends how receptive the person is. is again, if he, he's very open and okay, so we start going around, and I. I have this thing where I'm very observant of the places around me. Okay. So say, for example, I'm sitting with a group, having fun, and then there's one person just, I feel like he's just sad. Okay. Sad or, it's not like, you know, the people who just want to be alone, but he just like... He wants to talk about something. feel like this, yeah. So when I sense this, sometimes I go to that person. That's how I made my, I have come across and met one of my closest friends as well. She says, Sara, I used to be straight A student until you sat and you spoke to me. Okay. And that's it. It went downhill from oh, there. Great. <laughs> Her parents are inevitably <laughs> thankful for it. Great. <laughs> so it's the same thing with, you know, some people take it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But that's not my problem. I really, I'm just trying to be nice. Okay. You know, some people know. Um, they start talking, you know, it just, just talk with like, the, the nice thing about these um, types of interactions is you don't have to have a facade you don't have to have a particular they're strangers so you can say whatever you want okay no filters okay your opinions okay. i don't like this flower i'll tell you okay you know, because i don't know you okay but if it's your friend you might be a bit cautious sure and, and, and then you're talking actually to the house owner and you're in a house <laughs> party and then you're <laughs> you, just you insulting that, that dude's you house. know that happened to me one of the restaurant owners uh, came in front of me in the bank mm. i didn't know he was the restaurant owner of the restaurant that i actually liked luckily i liked it you know, and he came in front of me and he's like, um, so what's a nice restaurant around here? I said, uh, it's this place around the corner. They have really good salads. He's like, really, what's it called? It's like Mediterranean salad like this. It's really nice. It's a good portion, well-priced, you know? He's like, are you sure it's just that? I'm like, um, I've tried other things too. They're pretty good. Yeah, you should go there. And then when I was reading his details and he's like restaurant owner, mm. I was like, which restaurant do you own? He's like, it's the same restaurant you just spoke about. Oh, great. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Thank God I like it. 
so yeah, so that's one way of of making those of connections. Making those connections, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Do you go to events as well, or you're not that big into them? I go if they send me. Okay. <laughs> but normally, with I mean. So you're not actively looking conferences, business stuff. Is that would be interesting or not too much? Not too much for me because you know, you don't get the genuine out of the people. Thank you. That yes. was what I was looking for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's a lot of like, here's my business card, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yes, let's see what we can do. No. Throw that. So <laughs> what I was thinking of doing, because there's a lot of conference, because we do textiles, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of going to like a, 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 like a clinical conference. Mm-hmm. And instead of having a booth with our product, I was thinking mm-hmm. of just having like, like a coffee or an ice cream. Yeah. Like, like, like almost like giveaway, not yes. even like a store, yes. right? With just maybe our logo on it. And that's all our marketing. Yeah. We don't talk about anyone. We don't like tell you our products. Listen, we're just here to have a good time. Maybe there's like a pull up bar where you win some money or something yeah. like that. And that's it. And, and just to get some more like human touch exactly. into it and not that's so robotic. Exactly. I, I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. There is some 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 uh, business or rather said entrepreneurship uh, clubs here in Bahrain. Have you heard of them? I'm sure there are. I'm uh, sure there are tons. But you're not that interested. No, I, you don't think that's very productive. Because again, it goes into the cycle of you know you have to do things in a, spe- a specific way. Um, you have to think in a specific way. Sure. You can't be natural. Is that you what you're worrying about? You can't be natural. Right? Okay. And you know. In all of my years of talking to people, I sold the most when I'm my, nat- my most natural self. Okay. I tried different methods. I tried, you know, some, there are some people that are very shy mm-hmm. and they just want to get this over with so they don't even look you in the eye. There are people that are like this. Uh, I'm trying to remember the president. I think it was Clinton. Um, whenever he would go to like, like a conference or an event or whatever, and he would have a list. This was before he was president. Yeah. He was first a governor. He would have like a list of people that were a interesting or VIPs or whatever. And he would just have like small almost business cards, like mm. cheat sheets, where he would write like key items, like mm. whether they grew up with just a mom, for example, yeah. or whether their like dad passed away when they were very young or something like yes. that. And then he would make a point of it where he would where he you would meet him for the first time. He'd shake your hand and say, "Hey, you know, my mom. I grew up without a dad." And it can be really tough. And he just had that emotional connection with you. And then he would walk away after that meeting with him. And he'd be like, oh my God, this guy really gets me. And that was one of the tricks he used to really kind of like get that connection. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but that's also, that's not being very genuine. No, no. Yeah, but that's because he has people to do the research for him, you know? (laughs) Well, it also depends on, on, on who you're talking to. And like, if you're the CEO of, I don't know, like Amazon, Jeff Bezos, you'd expect people to like yeah. know <laughs> way more about you yes, than exactly. like, I don't know, if you're an owner of like a small restaurant. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what about, what, what does a CEO do? Just to have like a rough view, two types. One, CEO is placed in already a big established organization. Mm-hmm. He comes and he's a CEO and you know, he just continues doing whatever. He picks it up from there. And there's another CEO where they start from scratch. You mean owner versus uh, CEO? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, because in my company, mm. CEO would have a very different, very, very different definition. For us, it's the chief eating officer. Okay. Yes. And how did that, how did you, how did you graciously got that title? <gasps> Since birth. Since birth? Since birth. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> because my, my close friends or whoever, whoever is around me, they know that 
I am the grumpiest person in the morning mm-hmm. without food. Okay. Usually people say, oh, I can't, I can't function without my coffee. Sure. For me, it's food. Really? I have two breakfasts every day. Is it, is it the sugar or is it the carbs or what is I it? I don't know. I just like savor. And I don't like to go for pancakes, waffles. I like savory things, you know, like mm-hmm. eggs or something. But I need to have a breakfast at home and a breakfast at work. And you've never experimented with like different foods or stuff like that in the scene? No, I just, no. I, guess, I guess I just love food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just simple. Okay. So first of all, you're CEO. And what's your company called? Flexo Technologies. Flexo Technology. Yes. And for people who are interested, what does Flexo do? Flexo Technology is a technology firm. Sure. Uh, more towards, um, currently, mm-hmm. towards uh, payments. Okay. We're working with payments. Um, and to be specific right now, we are building um, contactless wearables. So not limited to smartwatches. I know there are smartwatches, but when I say smartwatches, it's more like, uh, it could be like bands, you know? It doesn't necessarily have to be the smartwatches that comes into our, our head, like, you know, Samsung or Apple. Any smartwatches. Us as adults, we have the privilege of, you know, using benefit pay, Apple pay, Samsung pay, but the kids in school, they don't have that. They're still, you know, carrying change, paying money, getting change from the cafeteria, whatever. COVID and stuff like that, you know, kids can just have a band where parents can just send money from wherever they are to the kids' band. Kids use it in the cafeteria, pay for something, and then that's it. Okay. The good thing about that is the money is not technically stored in the band, so even if they lose the band, they notify their parents. The parents can just easily restrict it from where they are. Okay. Yeah. And if they don't use the money, it's saved in their own. So it's like having parents having pockets, virtual pockets, and those pockets are the kids' fans. Few questions I have, yes. if you don't mind. We're starting with number one: How much technology is in the underlining device? Touch and go. Okay. Okay. But they're planning to add gamification into it as well. Okay. You know, to make kids more involved. Um, like say for example you only get two dinars like after finishing this homework okay okay so you you wanted to turn it into like a wallet mechanism where parents reward their kids for for doing certain tasks or Or exercising goals or whatever and that would be then a monetary contribution to it okay because this like helps you know create the appreciation for value of money as well okay okay and Say, for example, oh, you finished this, oh, like, specific particular task, or you've done really well. So, uh, the next thing I was wondering, I mean, I'd really like your concept. I think it's super interesting. My personal opinion, I think this is maybe the wrong market to launch it in, simply because you you're, have such small capacity. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the total population, is like, what, one point something million uh, total. Yeah. Uh, 700,000 are practically expats, if not more. I mean, just Indians alone are 700,000. All expats combined is almost 900,000. So you're talking about, I mean, some people say that Bahrainis are 600,000, but I think the the true figure is around 400,000. Yeah. And then now you have to look at that 400,000 and to see, okay, let's take away all the parents, right? Because your target is only children. Then take all the all the kids that are, let's say, age group six to whatever, 18 mm-hmm. or 20 or whatever age gap you want to make, you're left with, if you're lucky, maybe 100,000. No, actually, okay. And one, the reason why we're here is because 
we need to start somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Um, two, we're not limited to Bahrain. Sure. But still, we don't have that much big resource to just move. Three. Okay. <clears throat> we're not just focusing on just kids. That was the start of it. Yes. Sure. But the parents will also have some involvement in this. And um, um, this is something I wanted to ask you a little earlier on and was specifically about uh, your technology. Why, in God's name, aren't you doing a cryptocurrency? In this market, um, I personally, I like cryptocurrency. Sure. But there's a lot of people are still skeptical. It's, I tried CS, I always try something with my dad. Sure. Okay, because my dad, he, he likes investments. He's, you know, an old school investors. Brick and Investor, mortar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I do like try to convince him with the crypto. He's not getting convinced. Okay. You know, I was like, you know, he's, he's my challenge. If I can convince him, I can convince so I can convince the world. Okay. And I guess I'm just not yet there. Goldman Sachs have their own cryptocurrency. Yeah. I, I don't know much about it, though. Sure. But yeah. my, my question to you is why you don't have a cryptocurrency that lives internally within the system networking. So you yeah. put in a BD in. Yeah. A real BD isn't transferred to this to the school. Mm -hmm. Your X denominator coin yeah. is transferred then to the school when a children buy something, yeah. right? And then they have they build up then that coin base system, right? Yeah. In their wallet. And then I don't know, after the end of the month, for example, yeah. they can use that coins and say, get the equivalent value yeah. of dinar out from you. The benefit of doing that is that it gives you 30 days of holding. Yeah. Right, that's thirty days that you can use that capital to go and invest, uh, yeah. to go in and and build allocations of assets, uh, do yeah. pound down payments, right? Yeah. So that that's what I'm so interested in because I think that is a really good matchup, and it's very easy to 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 just get the schools to sign off because yeah. they don't know what is the front or back of these things, and they can say, hey, listen, you know what, we have an we have an encrypted technology. You get a coin base every dinar spent, and yeah. then after the end of the month, that coin is gets transferred back to yeah. it, and then. That way you don't have to worry about cash being missing or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 how would it, it's something similar, but it's obviously it's not crypto. Okay, something similar. We're trying to make it like really simple for now as a start. As sure. a start. Um, so, because that because, is, again, doing it that way, I'm promising you right now, like the way you explained to me your business and the way I've done my research on it, it, it that would resolve so many of your of your issues because you don't have to worry about ledgers you don't have to worry about well you have to worry about ledgers of your own currency but mm. you don't have to worry about the accountancy of how the dinars are going in and out of accounts because you can just have it as a deposit in your main account and then the transaction is the crypto the, yeah. the your coinbase it, it simplifies this like it, everything yeah Right, it's it's like you're trying to just come to talk to me and be like, "Yo, this wooden wheel is awesome," and yeah. I'm like, "That wooden wheel is pretty cool, but this one I made out of rubber is even better." <laughs> you kind of get where where you're coming from. See, this is that. why we network. We get more ideas. That's also <laughs> very true. See, this is this is Sarah networking, I guess now. <laughs> sorry, that's my lecture done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been bugging me in my head for so long. Okay, so um, you like traveling around the world? I love traveling around the world. And you have an airplane license? I have a flight dispatching license. Flight dispatching yes, license. Yes. And what's the difference between the two? But a flight dispatcher is one who plans the, the flight, the route, um, follows the weather, 
make sure that an aircraft is safe to fly. So a flight normally cannot go without the signature of the flight dispatcher and the pilot. Okay, and how did you end up doing your flight dispatcher degree? Is it a diploma? You get, it's more like a course okay. to get the license. My dad was an aircraft engineer. Oh, okay. That makes sense that you yes. want to stick in the family, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't want to become an engineer, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, didn't want to become a pilot, and I didn't want to become a stewardess. So, you know, okay. coming from outside, I thought that those oh, are the only three jobs well, uh, <laughs> around an airplane. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't want that until somebody sent me something on Instagram, just a random ad about flight dispatching. Mm-hmm. And I read about it. I was like, oh, okay, this doesn't seem so bad. It's just in the office, just planning. I was like, how hard can it be? Mm-hmm. So I registered in the course. It and was that was a course. huge mistake, I imagine. The first I, day. And most things of these things are. <laughs> the first day, I mm-hmm. went into class, and I saw this huge bu- duffel bag. Sure. Okay, it was really heavy. Mm. I was like, oh, goodies, yeah. giveaways. No way. <laughs> then the, the instructor is like, open your bags. I opened, I was like, holy what have I gotten myself into? Okay. There are like seven books that are these thick. And I looked at my instructor, I'm like, this course you is for, it's six weeks, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, there's no, there's no way any human can study all seven books in six weeks. He's like, no, you can. And you have nine exams in six weeks. I was like, oh, there's no escape from this. Oh my God. So <clears throat> what benefit has that gotten you? What did you learn after doing that? I, I learned to do your to, research. To, <laughs> do your research first before you get into any course. But I'll definitely recommend it to anyone who loves airplanes. What are things you wished you learned earlier? More languages. Yeah. More languages, yes. And any particular language? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't really thought of any particular language because. I don't know, just knowing another. It's a very language. odd answer. What things I wish to, what things I wish I, it, you, I, know, I you know, my head. Uh, more languages. Which languages? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Because you know, in my head is like, you know, Mandarin. Maybe English. Mandarin, and then there's like Russian, and then there's like Spanish. I was like, there's a lot of language to choose from. So there's a lot of languages because one cannot know enough languages. Whenever I go to a country, I try to learn at least the basics of that language and use it as much as I can. I'm going to Turkey. Yeah, I have a lot of Turkish friends here as well. When I see them, I try to use as much Turkish as, like, as I can. Yeah, but th- that's, I mean, that's such a weird answer. If you go to the Maldives or, or uh, Barbados, then you'd be like, I wish I understood I the wish. Barbados accent. Exactly. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish. Oh, one could only wish so much. That only is true if you like understood like the, the normal social etiquette, right? If you speak perfect French and you're in Paris, people are going to look at you and be like, why is he talking this weird dialect? You're not going to feel, feel like a local. You're going to feel like a weird dude who learned French. And then you start networking because that's the first thing they'll ask you. How do you know how to speak French so well? Yeah. And then that's it. The rest is history. You start communicating. You start making friends. And there we go. That's exhausting. It's not. Once you know the language, it doesn't become exhausting. It does not not become exhausting. Okay. It becomes natural. So what new language are you learning then? The language of how to deal with the world. Uh Aha, there we go. (laughs) Things you wish you learned earlier. How to deal with the world. Great. But everything in its time, though. What a wonderful answer. (laughs) 
what are things that you beat yourself up on even till now? I have this thing where I do have expectations from people. So when I do certain things for people, I automatically expect the same level of... What you're upset by is that people don't have the etiquette or the or the emotional awareness of when they get something for themselves to maybe ask you, hey, sure. For me, it's just being human. Yes. See, I have learned something very interesting, and I wonder if you have the same insight as I do, in that a project takes as long as the deadline. Yeah. That's my experience of it. If you have whatever project you have, it can be building a car, it could be building a jet, mm. right? If you make it 10 years, it's going to take 10 years. If you make it one year, it's going to take one year. If yes. you make it one month, it's going to be one month. The deadline will happen, and whether or not that, that airplane or car will drive or fly mm. is irrelevant, but you will have something, Yes. right? Yeah. And I, I think that is something that, that a lot of founders and people who are starting up don't really understand, and that there's so much planning involved yes and so much time management and that you really really need to sit down and do something that almost no one teaches you in school yes review true. review yes. review i personally spend every sunday and i look at my calendar and i look at my tasks yeah and i look at it and go hey you know what could i have done this better and if yes how could i have done it better yeah hey did this did i manage to accomplish this if not why yeah and if I, if, if I had like extra time, right? And I, uh, then I would be like, what can I do to, to take up, yeah. to, to accomplish more? I personally try to plan my, my tasks and calendar so that, so that I always will fail. Mm. I don't like it when I finish a day and I've completed everything because it makes me feel like you, you, you didn't go- Do enough. You, you're, a person's reach should be further than their grasp. Yeah. That's my opinion on, on these things. And if, if you're doing, if you're managing all your goals, then that means you're not stretching yourself farther enough. Mm -hmm. More so as maybe a, a CEO or owner than anything else is that the mindset has to be there. Yes. To constantly be a student. Yes. Even when you're, you're, you're knowing more about the subject than, than someone else, that individual could still have an insight yes, that you exactly. won't have because they're seeing it for the first time. Well, exactly. you're jaded from the experience. Exactly. So it, there's always like, like that. Any particular way people find you? Any particular way you want people to message you? Uh, they could message me directly on LinkedIn. Okay. That's not a problem. I think that's, that's how you re reached out to me, the sure. easiest way. Sure. You know? and I don't bite. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And uh, if, I think that's really it. Yeah? Yeah.